Hey everybody, welcome to Fairly Awesome Podcast. Uh, this week is our St. Patrick's Day, even though Nate's the only one wearing green. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I guess we're all screwed. In honor of that, we have our very own Patrick here to keep us all comfortable. He's not really a saint, but... Patrick Starr. It's, it's Patrick. There's an ST in there, so... That's close enough. Uh, I'm your host this week, Chris Keen. Uh, joining me, Ryan McDowell. How's it going? Thanks for saying hi. Nate Bushing. Hey. There's a lot of air in that. It was. I want to see how long it could keep going. I could have kept going longer, but I felt like the radio folks. And Nate, Nate's evil Siamese twin, Josh Bushing. <laughs> 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 uh, apparently, apparently lacked the oxygen after the separation at birth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Before we get before thousands we get, of hate mail, yeah. <laughs> we'll just we'll yeah. start over here because I mean you know, we're just we're screwed. <clears throat> All right, we'll jump right in here. Uh, first topic. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> random noises for random five hundred, <laughs> Alex. Yes, yeah, no doubt. Yes. Uh, first topic. Uh, we as gamers make a lot of weird demands, and a lot of times those <laughs> demands actually contradict the other demands we just made. We're like, <laughs> we want long games. <laughs> But we don't want to put a lot of time into it. <laughs> Ryan, would you care to expound on your... Yeah, so I, I brought this up because I noticed how many people, like, make these sort of contrary... And, and sometimes it's even me, you know, making these, like, in some genres, I you know, why you got to make me jump through 13,000 hoops? And in other ones, I'm like, give me more, please. More hoops. <laughs> right, so it's, it's difficult, but I, I wonder, can we quantify why that is you know is it multiplayer games we wish it was just more like immediate access you know don't put any more roadblocks in front of me but yet is it you know when it's only single player games that we're constantly asking for more i don't i don't think so you know i don't think it's quite that clear cut that that it's you know in this you know you ask for more but i don't know i i just saw that we had a um sort of a Contrary, yeah, uh, sort yeah. of a contrary opinions there on sometimes we ask for more and we're like, please take my money. And in other cases, we're like, Jesus, I, I got... I paid what now? Yeah. Right, exactly. I got... You get toast yeah. on that deal. So what do you oh. guys think? Do you, can you think of games where where you were, you really were like, you know, please come out with more content and I will I will pay for it every, every step of the way? The first mm-hmm. one I was thinking of, Mass Effect. Yeah. If they came out with more DLC, I would buy every cent of it. You know, <laughs> I would buy every bit of it. <laughs> Shut up I and take play, my money. <laughs> I would if I hadn't played through that at by this point, like seriously, I would probably just quit at life. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> no, really. looks at Josh. Every time. Every time. No, uh, but yeah, that is one universe that just really uh drew me in and it, it was something that I couldn't get enough of. Uh, dynamic missions on that would be something that would be fantastic to keep me playing, you know, that sort of thing. I would say, that, and this is kind of a blanketed statement more in the fact that because gaming has evolved and we've grown, so to speak, as gamers, I think we have a lot more tastes, like different tastes, you know, like you would pay for Mass Effect and then there's other people over... On this other side of the camp of, of gamerdom. Wow, I don't even know what kind of... The kingdom of gamers. The kingdom Gamer. of gamers going on here. With, uh, Gamertonshire. With Peter, Gamertonshire. With Peter Dinklage on the throne yes. and everything. I don't be gamer. No. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, th- I think uh, 
you know, those people wouldn't want to pay for a Mass Effect. And they're like, I can't get enough, or I don't want any more of Mass Effect or whatever. And they complain and say it was too long or it was too short or whatever, you know. There's, I think it's just us as human beings can't decide on what we want. We need other people to tell us what we want, apparently. That, that totally, that totally <laughs> I, could yeah. be. Yeah. I don't know. There's, some people, it changes. Like, say Warcraft is a good example of this, where, you know, you, you they came out with it one way. And it, you you had up to level sixty was the first, uh, you know, the original game or whatever, and you got to sixty, and then they added seventy as the uh, the the top level with the uh, expansion of Burning Crusades. They changed some things around, and and stuff got easier, but other things were added, and then of course with each expansion changes more things, so other stuff is easier, and then like they dumbed down the uh, amount of experience needed to get to new levels and yep. some people were complaining about that they took away keys that you had to like collect certain keys in order to get access to certain dungeons and they were all designed as little hoops to to be able so that people were competent enough to do those dungeons they took a lot of that stuff out yeah it, it, and it, it is it's a, just an interesting bar. thing between grind versus you know and <clears throat> but you know some people were okay with it others cuz i mean cuz they're then their alts you didn't have they didn't have to worry about it. those are the people that were usually okay with it because they didn't have to do this whole thing all over again even though they knew the content yeah but then you had other people who were like the purists were just like well, they have to do what we did and they're just angry and you're like why are you so bitter yeah it, it's but <clears throat> mmos you know, evolve too that yeah those, and if they don't evolve they die yeah exactly yeah. and i think i think wow has evolved well over the years and i, I think you know and i think there is a little bit of legitimate you know screw you guys coming in later and getting it easier because they had to fight through. And then you run into stuff where, you know, there's a a large event that takes coordination and takes people knowing what they're doing. And you've got people that, you know... Or jackasses jumping around doing nothing. Kill boars their way up to the necessary (laughs) level to get in. We're going to kill millions of boars! And and you're stuck with them. I think it is a lot of it, it. It does come down to personal taste. I think... You bring up Mass Effect. Mass Effect Three did a really good job of trying to make everybody happy. Like they had the different game modes that you could play. You could play oh, yeah. with like the you know no everything was a cutscene. There was no you know uh, they lessened the combat. Right, is that what you're saying? Combat was easier. No decision. No tree. decision trees. Everything was kind of a cutscene, so you yeah. could play a straightforward first person shooter game. If you really liked the RPG aspect, you had you know full decision trees, and combat was harder. So I think they kind of tried to appeal to everybody, hmm. um, and that's one of the first games that I've seen try and take the you know we'll try and please everybody and actually seem to pull it off fairly well because it's hard to do. You know, one yeah. of one of the people we know complained that yeah, Mass Effect was too talky. Like they didn't like it because there was too much conversation. Hmm. So if you could say you know I don't like conversation, I just want to play through the game. Give me a mode where it's a cutscene. I don't have to, you know, decide whether I want to say this or this. They'll just just give me canon. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'll answer a couple questions that you know give the game an idea as to how I would kind of play. Whether I'd pick the, you know, I middle grounded or whether I'd be renegade or paragon, and I'll go with those answers and whatever happens happens. So yeah, I think that, like I said, I think Mass Effect Three did a real good job trying to bridge. But yeah, I think it really does kind of come down to to taste. Some people can really get into a game like Mass Effect and want to see more of it. You know, there especially Mass Effect there's a big enough universe. It seems like you could come up with more content. Like you know, when when the universe is large enough, you feel like there's more and I want to know more and I want to see more of what's going on here. So, yes, give me more content. If the game is simple playthrough and, you know, you're done and then answers the story and ties everything up nicely, additional content's not going to do you a whole lot of good. Even sure. even DLC 
Yeah, it's only going to go so far. Sort of. I mean, <clears throat> to take this at least one path, Assassin's Creed, really good game, yeah. but yet a DLC doesn't really work so well with it because the game is contained. They expect right. that you're going to play the game, and that's sort of it. <laughs> the game is DLC, let's be honest. <laughs> they really are. Well, yeah, with Assassin's Creed, with was it Brotherhood? <clears throat> yeah. The game was DLC. Yeah. The, the nice thing about it is the DLC since then has you know not repeated that mistake. But it's kind of offered like little side tidbits, like you, you, you know, you can. Play I didn't mean it as an insult. No, 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 it, it's, yeah. no. It's legitimate. It's yeah. like their DLC was friggin' three missions in the game, yeah, which was crap. But yeah, like the later DLC, you know, you could play as a character that's just referenced that ends up showing up, you know, in a later game. You could kind of see their story and play through that. So right. It didn't necessarily have to. Um, have any major impact on the game, but it was there to play it if you wanted more content. I think it, it the, I, I mean, you're right. It, it depends on what your tastes are and what your what your norms are. You know, if you get into this or that, that you're going to be demanding more or less of a certain genre or certain game type. But I think it also lends to how the storytelling is done, right? If it was just, uh, if we're talking about single player style games as opposed to multiplayer, when you talk about give me more, all you're talking about is more maps or more guns or more whatever, right? right. But if you're talking about uh, give me more content or make the world bigger, whatever, it, it would seem to me that it's all based on their storytelling, how they do it. If they leave a lot of open-ended, um, you know, a bunch of branches that it could go from there, you're intrigued. You know, you're, you're sort of like uh, wanting to know what's next. Like, you know, in in TV shows that are that are very episodic, you know, where they they have a, like a major story arc but at the end of each each thing they're like right. leaving you hanging I think there are game developers that are sort of like that as well and the ones that do that were like oh god give me more yeah, you know because yeah. you sort of want to binge it you, you sort of want to play your games and continue to just consume 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 and you're willing to pay for the DLC in those instances other ones where they did such a good job telling it uh, the first time you're like Man, it'd be nice uh, if you just cut out this one section so I could have got to the... You know what I mean? Yeah. And and sometimes that, that does come from the storytelling just being... Maybe falling flat at points, you know? And you're like, hmm. Mm, you know, this whole section... And, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I don't know. Maybe that's... Maybe that sums it up. Yeah. I think there's probably a little bit of a fine line there, too, with not giving too much extra. No, like... Yeah, you either leave room for like a sequel, or you know, do you give more? But how much more is too much more? So maybe there's kind of a, you know, a, a little bit of uh, a fear, like a trepidation there yes. to, to to put out too much content, yeah. and you know, you know, turn people off that were really interested, but now you just kind of saturated, and there's too much stuff, and you know, you run the risk of you fall out of canon or you contradict something somewhere else. It's the same thing that happens like when a band goes and does their album. They cut out a certain number of songs because they're like, hey, we wrote all these songs and they could fit, but it doesn't necessarily, it might be too much or we got to save this doesn't for fit the next. With the theme with the of the theme. album. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's the same same kind of thing. that. And like you said, oversaturation. Can I you think of a game of. that oversaturated <clears throat> itself? Maybe Grand Theft Auto V for a lot of people. There's like so much in that game that some people get, um, what is it, uh, analysis paralysis. They're like, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to randomly that, drive through the world. <clears throat> I think that's what drove me right now to like kind of take a time out for uh, Mass Effect. Is that it's so huge. There's three games, and there's all these DLCs, and you guys talk 
a whole bunch about this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you do. I mean, I, there's a lot of content to play, and I, you know, right now I don't have a lot of time, but I mean, eventually I'll get to a point where I have a lot more free time to, uh, to maybe, you know, get back into it or whatever. But I think as long as the, it's, it's pulling you in, it's good. But you know, if, it's, if, if it feels forced, I don't think I get into it as often. Yeah. So, you know, I just get to the point where I get to a, an area where I, you know, have more free time and I can dedicate towards it. But, so maybe that's what it is too. Some of it's uh, even then. I guess that comes back to, to personal taste. So time kind of factors into, into personal taste. Well, you could say we've probably got a, a bigger market. You know, people that have grown up playing video games are now the big buying power right. in you know the, a lot of these uh, countries that yeah. where gaming is prevalent. So I think that's part of part of what it is too. Is that you have the voice. Yeah. It does out. seem like we have way more voice in the games now than we used to. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, especially with the whole Mass Effect extended cut. And yes, well, that and, yeah. and a bunch of Kickstarted projects. Yep. Yeah, a lot of you know, tell big. us what you want and we'll implement it. Or Star Citizen yeah. and me is well, the same well, thing. I mean, like yeah. uh, Xbox One community concerns changed the direction of it entirely. Completely. So it, yeah. that wouldn't have happened with Super Nintendo. Let's yep. say no, that yeah, they yeah. would have had a plan and they would have stuck to it. <clears throat> And Lord knows that Nintendo has Worked has really well. prospered yeah. from that. Yeah, style. instant feedback. Oh. They don't believe in the internet <laughs> at Nintendo. They're like, no, our and people don't want to play online. It's they still 1992. It's, yeah. it's still 1992. There's no cursing. There's, There's no cursing. dicks being drawn. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, good old Nintendo. Yeah. We still love you. We, still, we do. There's still a special soft spot in our heads for Nintendo. Hearts. I mean, uh, hearts. That's heart, hearts. Uh, anyway, well, speaking of uh, Mass Effect and Star Citizen, um, right now, as we're recording this, Cosmos is on. Uh, we can tell because, Ryan, something's going on over here. Underneath the table. Underneath the table. Oh, my. Hopefully it hasn't picked up on the microphone too heavily from thumping the underside of the table. <laughs> I don't know. But what uh, yeah, with with Cosmos coming back, what this is thirty years, thirty years, thirty yeah. years later now, has you know, there's, I guess there's there's Cosmos, there's the recent um, Bill Nye, uh, not John Hamm. What, uh, <laughs> you got me. No, wrong. man, you watch these a lot. Yeah. Now. <laughs> okay, so we're so talking about the like Bill Nye, right, the science so, guy. No, no, there's no, Bobby's no, World. No, no, no. There's uh... <laughs> there's Cosmos. There's the the Bill Nye. Uh, Whatever his name is, debate for yeah. the uh, Genesis, whatever the hell it was. I don't. Yeah, it was. Care. Yeah, it was Bill Nye and, um, and then science versus religion, basically. Basically, kind of you're gonna bring uh, up the Morgan Freeman through <coughs> the wormhole. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot through of, the wormhole <laughs> in, into the worms. <laughs> We're going with this, but I've got lots and lots of spice. Oh, okay, but the uh, there seems to be a lot of of uh, kind of a resurgence of. Science, like factual science, yes. on TV presentation, is this? Uh, I guess the question here is: Is this kind of a you know natural progression that we're just kind of back to, you know, hey, let's talk about science. It's been long enough that you know there's a lot of new stuff that people don't know, or is it that science has come under fire from a lot of different places, and there kind of needs to be this you know reminder: Hey, science. Bitches. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think it's more the the thirst for knowledge is is there, but we've been apathetic 
for a long time in science. Space, in the same way, look at where NASA's been and where funding just keeps getting cut. It's like we're like, oh, we've we've done good enough, and and our our generation is kind of guilty of that a little bit. I can say I can say that the only space missions I really know about in in recent memory. I mean, seriously, within the past like 10 years, the only yeah. space mission I even know about were the Mars rovers. And that's about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I know that there are more going on. There are more <clears throat> studies and things, but I don't know. And versus uh, maybe 25 years ago, you know, in the 80s, there were a lot more that you did know about. You yeah. knew what the plans were. You knew what, the, what NASA's five-year, 10-year plan was. Every time you went to... You know, like in schools, you'd hear about what what those were, you know, and in, you know, the joke was in in the year 2000 that they're going to have the International Space Station. It wasn't, I mean, they did end up getting one, but it was, you know, it it took a little while. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think in in 1980, when they did Cosmos, we were also science deprived. You know, I mean, it was like um, we went from... The 60s and early 70s from landing on the moon, and then it sort of faded and faded and faded. And by the 80s, it was like, hey, guys, you know, this is still very important. Like, we still need to do this. And we were still in a Cold War. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then uh, the Cosmos came out with Carl Sagan as the host and really was a good, I mean, for for a guy that, that was all about science, knew how to convey it to people that didn't, that weren't all about science. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um he was he had a, an interesting Carl Sagan had an interesting way of making people think differently about how to simply understand science yes. versus like the the new one now i don't know that neil degrasse tyson has that ability that carl sagan did to understand it simply but he has a, a different technique that carl sagan didn't and that's the inspirational side of it yes. carl sagan carl sagan didn't really have that he had really interesting thoughts and he had like that way to communicate it Yep. But uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson has that way of motivating and, and uh, inspiring. I'm, yes. I'm a little worried, uh, just just minorly, about that, simply because he seemed very timid, you know, kind of polished, and I'd rather see him in, you know, his his tie and really come off as saying, you know, science matters, and really just just drive it inspirationally home, as opposed to you know trying to be all, you know, this is science and kind of baby step it like Sagan. You mean you mean comparing how because the first episode yes. of Cosmos is has already aired. Aired. has already yep. aired and and I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's very well done and the music is fantastic. But it also I think I get what you're saying because it, it also was <laughs> I, very cuz it's it, it didn't kind feel of like real. Yeah. It it, it, it kind of copied yes. Carl Sagan's versus yes. and that's I, my thought of, is that I'm hoping that it it, it does this split. Right. I, Standalone, I it needs to be, you know, like, for our generation, I think, we're like you said, we were very apathetic about um, science these days. And I think just more along the lines of people just not caring about science. Um, or that, that they're just, I don't know. Anyhow, I want Neil to just come back out and just start swinging. Just don't hold back punches. Just freaking let him have it. Because I think once you finally get it, to a point where people understand it, it, that science matters, you won't wake anybody up well, by just being passive <clears> at this point. Here's the thing. He's not the writer either I on know. this show. The writer is actually Anne uh, Dr- Dr- Druyan. How do you – I don't remember what her – it's Carl Sagan's 
widow yeah is writing it so there is going to be some of that with yeah. that same voice behind it. it's going to have some of that same I know. and it's not in this case it's bad voice i just don't think neil's the one to give it like that hmm. yeah we'll, we'll see i hope he gets because he has had his uh he's gone before congress so many more times than carl sagan ever did asking for money but that's also because nasa was higher funded even back in the 80s so he didn't really have to say give us more money versus uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson has done a lot of that, you know, and that he's pushed a lot of the, hey, we, we really do need to be concerned about this. So I hope, I'm hoping that that, that he would take this on and that we start seeing some of that. I can, I can think that the first episode might be a, a big throwback to here's how Carl yeah. Sagan did it. Cause mm-hmm. he, he threw in a lot of the Carl Sagan stuff that happened over like three or four different episodes of the cosmos. Yeah. yeah. Of the, of the eighties cosmos. Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping that all got crammed into the first one the so. first one and that we see some more divergent more neil slash Anne because Anne didn't exactly have the same exact uh views as as carl or at least idea yeah yeah uh, generation so i you know i'm thinking that there might be some of that in there and i hope that it does it does become more inspirational as as opposed to uh just um pbs special you know what i mean like yeah. just learning yeah, yeah. I think the, I think I think you're right. I think the first episode was more of a, a reintroduction slash bridge from the old episode, and I think they were like even though I would hope that they wouldn't have to be, I think they're still a little you know kind of timid about making sure they actually draw people in. Like they're still you know we got to get people to watch the show, so we need to start off with the first episode that you know lets people know kind of where it's coming from yeah, just and don't... give a general idea. But I, yeah, I think you're right in that too, in that, mm-hmm. in that Carl Sagan kind of made it was like, you know, here's science, allow me to help you understand it mm-hmm. so you have a better learning. With Neil deGrasse Tyson, you kind of get, here's science, here's how you understand it, and here's why you should be, you know, really friggin' Here's why should we, we yeah, should all be fighting for it. Right. Here's yeah. why we should be fighting for it. So, it should yeah, be important. I think it'll be interesting going forward to see where the show ends up going if it does go more of a, you know... Very, you know, hard hitting. It know, should everything about yeah. that you, but, you know yeah. want to know. So yeah, I think it's definitely going to be fun to see how it compares, at least to the previous, to the to the last one, and then to see you know what's different and what has changed in thirty years. Um, especially when you think about it, in the first episode, was the last fourteen seconds of the that calendar is recorded history. Right. Yes. So, you know, thirty thirty years is a, a tiny little fraction of that calendar, but we've done so much stuff in those thirty years that we've come so far in, in understanding things differently than we did before that it's just gonna be so much stuff to explain. The universe seems so much bigger now. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see exactly where that goes. But yeah, I think I think Neil deGrasse Tyson has enough of a love of the topic that he's probably, of all the people to get to host it, he's probably the best guy, at least the most, uh, I guess, forward face of science right yeah. now Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to be the guy to do that. There, there's a couple other guys that I could see, because they're, they're already talking about Neil may not, if there's going to be a second season of this, that Neil might not be the host for this. Yeah, that's what I was um, reading. That's going to be an interesting one to see who they pick, because hopefully it's not... Aliens guy, you, know, <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't you don't want Giorgio on there? Uh, oh man! I mean, he's he's interesting, but he's kind of conspiracy theorist guy. Yeah, he's versus, not he's not a so who knows? I, yeah. I I just hope they they're very selective in that because it's an important role for mm-hmm. something so so public. I know uh, Seth MacFarlane 
did uh, all the animation in the first uh, episode that you saw where they were talking about uh, the astronomer yeah. that, that figured out well, how he's it producing and, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Which very, one of those guys good. was Stewie? <laughs> <laughs> he actually did some voices too. Uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, he had some voices in there. Oh, that's good. For some hmm. of that animated side. I liked it. I really, I like. I did. I liked the episode. It was fun. I, I don't know, I'm gonna definitely be constantly watching it. I just, I, I want. I guess I just I want it to succeed. It's really this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I don't think we're the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't think we're, we're the part of the people that are like, yeah, we were following this stuff before it even made a show on yeah. Fox. But you know, it's exciting to us because. We're hoping that more people yeah. get excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the shoot off of that is 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 there a lot of concern that science has fallen by the wayside, or is it not so much that it has that it's still there in general, but a lot of what shows up in the public is the you know dumber side of people and science. It's consumer electronics, really. Honestly, <laughs> you, know, you know, honestly, I think if we just had more people with with the patience to know that some people grasp concepts slower than others. And if you understand that, that you grasp a science concept, but if you, you know, try and tell it one way and it, it doesn't get, but if you try it another way and then maybe eventually <clears throat> the scientific method, right. someone will finally understand. And I think if you stop writing off people as just being imbeciles and stupid all the time and really just be like, Hey, yeah, they're just maybe not in this right mind. And if you get them to a spot where they can absorb a scientific idea and you and you get them at the right moment where you know like they need that information i think they'd be more apt to to maybe pursuing that kind of stuff if it's something that they're interested in not everybody's interested in it that's fine but i think that um i still think it's important and i think it's important for other people to be educated and understanding of certain scientific principles rather than just whatever yeah it's like the the argument kind of for college general studies where it's like no you don't need to specialize in science you don't need to specialize in english you don't need to specialize in civics but you should kind of have a basic knowledge so that you can function properly in the world and it it does kind of seem like i said and maybe it's just the way it's presented you know like the like the jaywalking like the you know talking to people on the street that you know i'm sure the people some people come up to them and know exactly what's going on but they only show the people that are that are yeah that have no idea what no they're clue. talking about yeah and they're just it it kind of makes it makes you feel like maybe there's something wrong but you know yes there may be something wrong with them but in general it may be you know everything's kind of okay it's just needs to be better you know everybody needs to be caught at a better time and, and understand these things are important because this this and this mm-hmm. I think the other side of this that becomes difficult for people is that, uh, at least now, at this current time that they're doing the Cosmos show, is to, to reiterate your point of how important it is that this become inspirational mm-hmm. and that, that more people understand that this, this matters and is important, is that NASA has been defunded to its lowest point since inception. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, or however that you know. I think just politically, and then you know, socially, the social contract of specifically United States of America is just important now. um, That we've tried to make it. it, President Obama had an address at the beginning of the episode, 
and he's trying to like double down, but he's one of the ones that like pulled half those fundings from NASA. So I, I guess I'm missing his his moment of, of um, you know making science important enough to to fund it again. But he's part of the problem of defunding it. So I guess I'm just I'm miffed there. Well, but I, I hear a lot of the public say that though. Why are we sending stuff to Mars when we've got you know, unemployment and deficits and yeah, all we, of this at home. And it's yeah, like, that's but, always an argument, right? Yeah, it's true. It is. Um, but I think that, that half of those reasons for sending that that exploration and understanding those things, without getting too political, I get that. But, <laughs> but trying to um, really just grasp people's attention on science and then maybe showing them that there's an advancement for careers there. I mean, if we aren't paying the people that are actually supposed to be rocket scientists, and we no longer fund rocket scientists, no one's going to want to go to school to be a rocket scientist because they're not getting paid. Yeah, They're yeah. not making money. If there's no you know future for them in rocket scientry, then there's no one that's going to want to go into rocket scientists. That's, that's just, yeah, I mean... Like- yeah, families at the end of the day. At the end of the day, that's what matters, right? I mean, yeah. your family or your well, and, and loved not, ones. I mean, we're actually sort of. Uh, this is part of one of uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's more famous speeches, too. Is about uh, you don't go in to space exploration for the two year, the three year plan. You yeah. go into it for the twenty, the twenty five, the 30. fifty foot or fifty year yeah. uh, payout yeah. because it gets the generation excited about it today the kids who haven't decided what their careers are going to be yep it's deciding if you can get them excited about it now it's deciding what's going to happen in their generation when they're in their primes you know right. when when they are now when 30 years from now when they are adults and and you know developing the next tech mm-hmm. i mean rocket science is an interesting one because we're we're sort of at the cap of our chemical propulsion uh-huh. right exactly so we need to make some sort of breakthrough on that and the, you know when we when we originally came up with rocket science, it was a whole other slew of, of technologies that came out of that. I mean, when we when we funded so much science, maybe for the bad reasons, but when we were for trying more. to come up with the right exactly yeah. when we were trying to come up with the atomic bomb, we whoops came up with uh, semiconductors and, and computers, mm-hmm. right? So whoopsie daisies, we came up with the IT boom. Yeah. You know, I mean, it it took a long time. For that to actually develop to the point that it was, you know, made such a, a huge impact. But think about today if we didn't have computers. You know what I'm saying? It would yeah, be yeah. It's like 50 years ago, a computer took up the size of this room here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and cars wouldn't. And be now what I have more today. computing process in my phone or on my watch <clears throat> than they, I have. And they had that whole room. And that whole room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. So I mean, you got to think that there's. I, I know people joke about, oh, we got Tang. You know. Yeah. Clearly, we got we got more so much more out of that, yeah. right? Yeah. And and you got to believe that if if that is if people are excited about their their future in something that's science, because that's what's going to make your next boom. You know, it's not just the companies aren't going to take on this much threat. You know, what I mean, or this much risk. Yep. That that's why it has to happen at the at the government. Yeah. But even if you have a private company take on the risk of it. The issue is they take on the risk to a certain extent for profit. 
Right. It's it's not well we want to get into space because hey we think this will be cool and this will be cool and this will be cool. It's we want to get into space because this exists and we think we can make money from it and so we'll get our money back so we'll totally invest in it now yeah. and we'll get our money back. That'd we'll mine cool. asteroids. Right. <laughs> mine asteroids. Actually, yeah. That's a good point because yeah. there was an article last week about uh they signed some emergency or some some Whatever it was like from a pool of funds that the government still had, and they ended up releasing it to NASA for a project on don't just mine from the the asteroid, but it was a project to get the asteroid in an Earth orbit. Um, so it was it was send an unmanned ship to this asteroid and somehow alter its its orbit or its you know trajectory so it became in Earth orbit a satellite so essentially that, so that by 2025 we can start mining it. Wow. And, and, and the idea was. With, you know, put a budget out there in the millions, and we've analyzed some asteroids and things just from uh, our satellites that go past them and what our theories are of what is contained inside those. And it seems plausible that if we get an asteroid with enough rare metals in them, that the project could more than pay for itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it would totally trash whatever metals market, you know, if it was like rare earth uh, you know, right. magnets or something like that. Yeah, that would, it would bring in a lot of cash and maybe would totally demolish that market here, but it would probably pay for that project and then some. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. To me, this it's is like a, I mean, it, like worth it, it. You're right. It's a no-brainer for us, and we're not necessarily the people that they're trying to get wrapped up into science. But yeah. um, I don't know. It's in, it's a very inspiring, and it, it needs to happen. Yep. All right, well, jumping from science fact to science fiction. Um, Neil Blomkamp came out with District 9 several years ago. Yes. District 9 was actually intended to be a Halo movie. It was the scraps. It was the scraps from a Halo movie. Basically, they wanted to make Halo. Either Bungie or Microsoft pulled the plug on it, so they shifted everything over and made District 9. Why is there no Halo movie? Josh, any, any thoughts there? Why isn't there one? Why is there no Halo? What? Why are you not? Because the people that why hold the rights. Why are you not working on this? The people that hold the rights to Halo right now are retards. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so when did Forward Under Dawn come out? That was like last year, 2012? Year, no, 20, last year would have been 2013. 2012? Time Traveler. <laughs> <laughs> was it Welcome 2012 or was it even no, I think it was, 2010 or 2011? No, uh, it wasn't that twelve. It just came out not long ago. It was twenty twelve. It was twenty twelve. Okay, po- it was post Halo Four, wasn't it? When I, yeah, it was mm, right Reach. during Reach. Was it? That yeah, might have been during Reach. No, somebody. Yeah, it was during. Oh, no, it was not. And it we'll, was we'll, Four we'll, no, okay. Dawn just came right out in twenty twelve because it was when I bought my house. I was watching it down here. Okay. Well, they okay. So anyhow, that's about a year old. Yeah. Two ish, whatever. Anyhow, and that was supposedly our. Halo movie. It was the parts. They released them on YouTube and and Netflix. It has the whole thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome HD and it's it's pretty. It's not a Halo movie. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's not. Uh it's not and, and I don't know if you could come up with somebody something to follow, you know, Master Chief and, and really just like what his backstory is. I you could probably felt more battle store. Battlestar to me. Yeah, a little bit. And it's just... Uh, Not that Battlestar's bad. It's I think just, this is just, just like Capital Gold that like if they made it, and even if it was like 10% of 
plot, 90% action, still friggin' good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you could Michael Bay the crap out of this, and holy hell, it would be an awesome thing. I don't understand why they don't. I, I really I, just don't. Honestly, I think it's the rights. It's Microsoft. I'm sure that's what it is, but not liking I, what 343 they're Studios still has the rights, right? Well, I mean, based through Microsoft. The the problem with the uh, the Peter Jackson whole fiasco. Well, do you remember that when he was producing that's the Halo what, movie? That's what ended up to, yeah, to going out to District 9. 9. I, I, District 9. That, I don't know what happened to it, but I'm guessing he... Fox, I thought, pulled money away. It might have been, and I'm guessing a lot of it was because he also got tapped for The Hobbit. Yes, there was that too. He wanted to do The Hobbit. I'm guessing is really what happened. <clears> he said, look guys, I want to make The Hobbit, but it's got to be three movies long. <laughs> I don't have time to do a Halo movie. Exactly. Well, I and I don't know that he was going to direct it, but he wanted to produce it to make it right. happen. But he, yeah. yeah, there's just so, so many. There's so many. But he is one of those guys politics. where like I'm not worried about like if he had a reason for not doing something, it's it's probably just the same as his reasons for doing something. Is he because he wants to do it at that point in time? Mm-hmm. And so I think waiting too long for characters to maybe die off or whatever, he wanted to make sure it was done first, and then he could address something. Yeah. Whereas like you know with the Halo movie, you could probably stream together a whole bunch of nobodies, you know, like in the in theater wise, and not have it really affect somebody's career rather than being typecast. So maybe that's what he was worried about. And that pause there was simply because he wanted to get all that done first beforehand. I don't know. Like I said, I just... If I had his phone number, I'd call him right now. And fuck. <laughs> All right, I'd be so like, the, hey, what's the deal? The with forward this? unto dawn. I, now, I, now we're on the same page. The forward yeah. unto dawn was the training. Yep. The training academy, yes. sort of Ender's game. It was yeah, for it was Halo Four Ender's because game. the the guy that the main lieutenant he, he guy ended up being, being the, the captain or admiral yeah. or whatever. It was Halo Four came with the download code yep. for forward unto dawn that I don't think. I yeah, I was thinking about the the <clears throat> Halo DVD that had like thirteen different. Oh, uh, le- not Legends. Is it Legends? Yeah, it might be Legends. Halo Legends. Yeah, yeah that's like what the... I was thinking. 2010, 2011. Oh, okay. the, the yeah. anime Halo and the yeah, all, it's all cartoon stuff. Well, not all like cartoon. Some of them was CG. Was it? Yeah, it was like the Matrix re- Reloaded. I think. Not kind of like Animatrix. Animatrix. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, Animatrix. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it was very similar to that. Yeah. Actually. So that was that one was kind of like little short stories about not necessarily Master Chief. I think there were a couple that were just random Spartans and stuff like that. Some yeah. about the elites. Yeah, yeah, some about yeah. Uh, Japanese elites. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. He was wearing the like, like the, the samurai armor, right? The, yeah. Oh, yeah, and somehow they acquired. Uh, Hay hats and yeah. you know, yeah. it was samurai. <laughs> you were like, who, who drew this? Right. <laughs> I don't know why, but it should happen. It definitely should. You would think. I, I mean, with movies out there like Need for Speed, yes, or why are those or, or Pacific made? Rim. You know why it worked? Because Fast and Furious sells, and they see an opportunity here with <laughs> with a loss. <laughs> right, right. There's oh, an opening. So ridiculous. It I, might work with. It might work with. Uh, Jesus, what is that kid's name from uh, Breaking Bad? Jesse Pinkman? Yes. Yes. Aaron Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Paul? Yeah. Yes, Aaron Aaron Paul. With him doing that, that might actually work. I I don't know. But anyway, with with things like that, you would think. Box office, though. Uh, This first week, so I don't know. Yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't didn't win. What was the other one? But I would think think with movies like that, seeing an opening, and and would appear to be well-funded. You know what I mean? It's not like they had a lack of The trailer looks... Kind of ridiculous. So. so I don't know. I would think that even a just, even a half-assed uh, Assassin's Creed or Halo movie, right. why hasn't it happened? That doesn't make any sense. It so really doesn't. Two questions. So 
Are they afraid of doom? I think that's their worry. And to be honest, but assuming they made it, where would it fall? Where would you want to see a Halo movie actually fall in? Oh, in the continuity. Timeline? Yeah. Would you want to see a movie of the first game? Would you want to see it somewhere? What would you want to see? I. You know what? That's an interesting question. I. I think you could probably condense the first one. Yeah. Like the first the first That's where game, you have to start. You start it there. Yeah. And you really just and you go from there. And if it does well, you do, you don't do a sequel though. You go back and you do Reach. Yep. Interesting. That's what I was thinking. But I mean, you could kind of you know, if you marveled it at the end and have a little teaser, you know like they did in the game, mm-hmm. uh, you might be able to do that. I don't think, it'll I think it would be fun. And here's why. Because the Halo TV show that they're working on right now. Oh, I didn't know there was a Halo yeah. TV show. Yeah, Spielberg. That might feel Spielberg. The, the gap. Well, me Spielberg, that, yeah, that Spielberg do it. came out uh, and said that he was producing or doing So long as it doesn't something. turn out to be yeah. District 11. Yeah. Well, either, either you know, if, if it's going to be a Halo movie that it at least involves Master Chief, that it doesn't turn into um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Ugh. where there's this awesome universe that you've seen in the movies and you've seen in the games and then there's this shit going on over here that nobody cares <laughs> that about. That is aware of all this stuff and makes references to it but never shows up here even though you can throw it a bone every once in a while. Yeah. They always try so, yeah, to... Yeah, if, if it's like... If it's like have oh, you watched you... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I No. No? Okay, me either. I'm going to comment on this it. Is what... <laughs> I've never watched it either. No, this I have to why. be honest. This, yeah. is, this is why. This is what worries me with, with like superhero type things on TV. And I'm almost worried about a Star Wars TV show. Yeah. Because I think that the movie, you know, like when you put it in a, in a sense where if I know it came out as a movie, I'm more apt to, to be okay with more movies. Right. But if it started its life as a TV show, then it, it's cool when it, it comes to a movie. But it, I don't think you can take something that's, that's, you know, it has been a movie and then turn it into TV shows and make it work. I mean, maybe. I mean, depending on what happens. Yeah, I, I, but, think, I think I see. Yeah. I mean, would you, I but I mean, on the flip side, there are others that have done it or have gone back and forth and done okay. <laughs> I think the issue with with the going, like going from a TV show to a movie is you get the feeling that because it's been a TV show for so long, it's just a long fucking episode. Like yeah. the X-Files movie yes. or the Simpson movie oh. was an episode. Mask of the Phantasm, Star Batman Trek. the Animated Series. Yeah, or movie. Star Trek yeah. episode. That yeah. was really just a long movie or like long episode. Yeah. And it was it was gritty. And as a kid, I didn't understand yeah. it. I will going back and watching it. It's adult, awesome. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was really in-depth, gritty storyline. Yeah. And it, I mean, it kept with that same level, but it just, I don't know. Yeah. But like I said, my concern time. with the my concern with the TV series, not knowing hardly anything all about it, would be that it would want to be, it would want to be forward into dawn, so it yeah. would want to be oh well this exists in the Halo universe, but we're not following. So do you follow Master John then? I that's what I, I think. I would see, and you don't really know. It's, this, no, no. This is this is what I've I've heard somebody suggest. They're like, why not if they're going to show John, why not go from the, the birth. Start with the yeah, Spartans. Start with, the, start with the Spartans program. when they're when they're pro, you know young yeah. and they're doing the program. So basically, you have treat soldiers like uh, you have soldier. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Right. Yeah, it's and that then, same. Well, kinda... and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, canon to draw from there. From there are the Smallville. The, <laughs> there are like the the Halo series of books. Ten seasons of so failed. Like uh, like Onyx Sorry. and Contact. Yep, and all the other yeah Halo series. There's all that. There are several yep. uh, comic books like four or five issue comic book shorts that kind of 
there's a Halo boot camp that kind of follows, you know, John's starting out in the boot camp and, and going through there. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, I think you could get away with, you I, know, start you know what? fresh. Take creative liberty and just do it. Yeah. Let's see, how, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I think that they're just always worried about these these things like Doom or whatever, where it just takes it and then, and then they fail. Yeah. But if you don't do anything... How am I supposed to comment on it? Or how am I supposed to understand, you know, and if it doesn't work, can somebody come back and then make it work later again? Doom was doomed to fail. It was. Pun intended. But, <laughs> but I mean, seriously, they, like the storyline with Doom was, it was not, not they very didn't, good. They no. didn't even get close to what they did in Doom 3. Like Doom 3 was better, a better storyline than what the movie was. The and movie they tried was. to use that as the metric for yeah, it. And yeah. it still wasn't even know, close. They, like they, if they'd have just stuck bad. to what Doom 3 was written as, they but probably... Even that, even Doom 3 with its improved storyline, yeah. there's nowhere near the Halo universe. No, yeah. no, not at all. I mean, it was so, it was not developed that way. Right. I don't know. Yeah, Clearly, think... we need more more <clears throat> sci-fi in our lives. Yes. There is Plenty. a... More TV, because there's obviously not enough backlog to watch right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, they, they, there's oh, not enough... Apologies. Um, science fiction on TV, though. And I think we've, we've mentioned this several times on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. That we just don't have enough... And I'm not even just talking about like science hard facts, like, you know, cosmos, but just entertaining science fiction stuff. It's just not there anymore. Yeah. And well, one of the, depressing. Yeah, I guess one of the, the major driving factors of what was science fiction on TV was uh, like the Star Trek series. And we haven't had, most people would say we haven't had a good Star Trek series since what? Next Generation Voyager? <laughs> You guys would probably say... I would say Deep would Space, space. Nine. Deep space oh, nine. I would say Deep Space Nine. Okay, but, it's good. Voyager but, is good, okay, too. Okay, so since like Star it. Trek, though. Right. Since, since Star Trek. I love it. You're like, oh my, even though you haven't seen it. You, did you did you watch Battlestar Galactica? No. At all? Okay. Okay. I was, I was saying, oh my, to oh. Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Well, the reason why I asked you is because one of the creators of Deep Space Nine went on to do Battlestar Galactica, and it was fantastic. Ron Moore. I mean, yes. he might be a good writer. Very space nine. <laughs> yeah, you, but you I, know, like that gets—it's well, true. I, and I've—I've I've been. Oh, they of, go nowhere, right? Yes. <laughs> Kinda. It seems like really. the last—the last offering was Enterprise, which apparently really did boldly go nowhere as a series. Uh, it was it, it was not as bad as what I've not finished watching. Said. I watched a handful of episodes and they were okay. I, yeah, I think we'd kind of gotten spoiled with all the fanciness that was the Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and Voyager being the future, and then doing pretty and then well. Enterprises like well, it's, it's a couple years out. I mean, it's a it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess the the question here is, uh, where the hell's our Star Trek? Where's where is the current incarnation? <laughs> Can it move on without Gene Roddenberry? Yeah. Is that really when it started I dying? I think so. I think it can move on without him. Do you do you look to your fans? Do you I mean cuz uh, Nemesis was I thought pretty good. I liked it. I liked Nemesis even though it got kind of was mixed it, was reviews. that fan? That was fan written. Yeah, really. That yeah. wasn't a Gene Roddenberry. I didn't know that was fan written. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was just <clears throat> script written by somebody. Did he write the other movie scripts? Gene no. Roddenberry? I said it wasn't written by Gene Rod. I don't. No, Nemesis wasn't. I know, no, but Nemesis. like First Contact probably wasn't. And Gene uh, Roddenberry. He was Jonathan alive. Frakes did the second one. Yeah, In- Insurrection. That was Jonathan Frakes written one. Oh, okay. And and, and directed huh. too. Pretty oh. sure. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he did. He, it was that he one. Directed was First Contact. Yes, as I think well. He directed that one. Yeah. I don't know if he wrote it. Yeah. Either so way, it's really yeah. good. So, so First Contact's you, my favorite. Do you come back to? 
the existing, what is now considered old Star you Trek universe? You can't. Do you take the new canon from the new films and make a series out of that? This you can't use the Enterprise, though. Why I don't not? Think. I don't think you can, because you'd be expecting those the, that cast. Kirk. Yeah. You'd be expecting him, and you'd be expecting... Uh, Spock and you, you know, what I mean, the cast is is too high. The what cast about, is movie. What about Picard? No, set in the future, from the a, split. A young Picard, slightly starting to receding Picard, not Possibly. bald Picard. I, I don't know. Maybe I think like a like a Picard adventures leading up to Captain of the Enterprise. Yeah, maybe there had to be there had to be some path. He's like action based, honestly, or, something. or just take new characters. Uh, I, Make a new captain. No, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think I think they have to divulge themselves from what that was from the '90s, the '80s, the '90s, the early 2000s. All of that stuff that happened. That's what that. That's what the whole J.J. Abrams reset was. That was hey, that universe is so big and convoluted at this point that in order for me to do something, <laughs> I have to have a cannon eraser. I, right. Seriously, that's what he says. It's like in order. And that's what anachronistically it's called, the, the, the wipe out every cannon says eraser on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, launch launch that bazooka of Nemo's fire everything. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, yeah. it's it's true. I think that's what that was. Was hey, in order to bring this in as a fresh start, a, a reboot, if you will, for people that hate that word. But I, I think you, I think you use the changes that have happened from the movies. You don't use. Enterprise and all of that, but you say, "Hey, now that Vulcan's blown up, spoilers for the first movie, <laughs> you know the rules." Um, <laughs> no, but now that you know Vulcan's gone and you have all this universe that's been kind of like thrown on its head, the people that were original Trekkies will want to watch it because they're like, "What the fuck are they going to do with this?" You know, yeah, Vulcan's gone. You know what the hell? So you use that. You Klingons are totally different. Klingons are different. Yeah. Yes. Romulans haven't. There's no Romulans in there yet. I mean, they know about them, obviously, because of Nemo. Nemo, yeah. But Nero. Nero. (laughs) Nemo. Finding Nemo. I was going to say clownfish flying up in his ship up there. So what do you do? Do you you follow follow an Enterprise, then? Is that what you're suggesting? It's just not... You mean like multiverse? 1701A? Oh, you could. I think think what what Ryan's saying is is that... at like TV level, you're gonna have a hard time pulling, you know, Chris Pine. And no, Zachary yeah, Mendo you you avoid those guys like the plague. You avoid because it would just drive the budget too high. And right? you don't you don't pull the Marvel. I think you go ten years in the future after. So seventeen and one B new yeah universe. B or new, Charlie yeah in the new universe. Yeah, yeah, okay, so so you do something similar to uh, Generations where there's a handoff. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. So first so you bring episode, those guys in. Sure. Bring them in for an episode. Sure. And you, say, you know, they hand off to absolutely. Yeah, you could do that. You could do yeah. the whole and hero's journey for the new captain taken over, and you had Chris Pine handed off. You could even have a cameo if you really right. want to do that. I mean, or we, you just have them like say, "I remember, you know, yeah. Kirk from the old days." You don't even need that. all of them. You could just have Chris Pine in there yeah. at Starfleet. We need right. a yeah. next generation right. of the new universe. Yeah. Generations yeah. Only yeah. Had, to pull it in. Yep. Like, generations only had it had Kirk and didn't have Spock. No, it had, it had uh, Sulu. Sulu. And, yeah. No, it had, it had uh, Scotty. Scotty. Yes, Scotty. it had the engineer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, Chekhov. Chekhov. Chekhov was it. That was it, Chekhov. So they could do that. So, yeah. Yeah. So you could do something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> the did, captain, did, the engineer, and the and the uh, 
piloting ensign. Is that what he was? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Or it might have been Sulu's daughter. I don't remember. Was the ensign? Do, there, there were three on the original yeah. series. Did they? Did, how many? How many starships did they actually burn through? Because seventeen oh one. A was the original they, Enterprise. They didn't. Did they, they ever didn't do on the in show. the original series? They, they never burned through it. It wasn't until they came to the movies. Did the movies? The they... movie put the A on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did the movie ever do a B or a C? Because the Next Generation was D, right? It was yeah. D. The B and the C were retroactively was... added from Next Generation into the canon. Like and you they, see them in a time travel really... episode or whatever. Okay. Like the C. Was it the sea that got lost or something in one of the episodes? I feel like it was like they hardly ever touch stuck on in a, like an right. anywhere. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that like that's an option? So yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's new canon. So yeah, it yeah, it's I new know. canon. That's like they can, can, they can entirely do that. And the the worry is that they go enterprise with it. You know, like it would be Star too Trek early. Enterprise. Yeah, which is why you want to make sure it's got that still that futuristic look to it. Yeah, and because it's a I think, divergent universe, I think you could do whatever you want with it. I because I agree. you can claim if you, if you go uh, time if you change. go Charlie. So if you go seventeen oh one Charlie yep. in new universe, you yep. can still have Kirk as like a. a so you have Pine in there as like a general or something. Admiral, Just, admiral. Or admiral right? right. Admiral. General. <laughs> general you disarray. There, you have him in there as the as the admiral that sort of you know grants his blessing on it since his first ship was the Enterprise or his It's a trap. And then maybe you have some guy that you don't know who that is, but you find out he was the captain of the B. You know, yeah. handing over the or, you know putting his blessing on the C, and then they go out. Sure. You know, and and who knows where they go with that? But I, I would think you pull from your fan base that knows how to write. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yep. Nemesis was good, and there are other good writers out there, and there's some people that that can get you a lot of script ideas. I mean, look at how many uh, things are out there for trying to find talent in in just a fan base anyway. I mean, I... Wait, 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 hold on. Wasn't Twilight fan fiction? <laughs> yeah. It was, was it? Or not Twilight. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was Twilight, Twilight fan, fan fiction. fiction. I think you may be barking at the wrong tree, asking the fans for submission. <laughs> wildly successful. Yeah, I was going to say. Wildly, yeah, wildly successful, though. Successful. It was, yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey, for, wildly successful. In Twilight with some name changes and some yeah. ass beating. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, no. I, <laughs> so I, That's I don't just know. on the pretext. <laughs> How did we go from Star Trek to Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, my. my. Chris. Right. Sorry about that. Fifty Shades Epic. of Earl Grey. <laughs> <laughs> Earl Grey, hot. T Earl Grey. Not sure where that would go, <laughs> but I'd probably watch it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Picard. <laughs> the Borgs would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare to be a resistance assimilated. Resistance is futile. It only serves to make my penis harder. Going down in a. This is not how you start a Star Trek show. No, no definitely Do we, not. To boldly go where no one has gone before. No one wants to go before. No, none of the ball gag and, and then, no, resistance is futile. No, none of that? No. And then, oh. then come back out and then go back in. And then come back out and go back in. Oh, God. So I guess one last question. Would it make sense, I know we've said kind of to put it in between Next Generation and the original series, do you chance it and go further in the future than Next Generation? Voyager? I don't think you can go to the D. I don't think no, no, no. Go. I wouldn't say D. I would say either you you enterprise it past D, 
like G, or you, like, you then Kirk you, you, isn't you, even there. Yeah, well, I'm okay with that even too. I'm okay with that even too. As okay, so the but the, the hardest part with that is you you don't have a way of um, like basing it because we won't know if it's a splintered universe. We won't know what happens with Picard in D. Does he even get it in that splinter? He could have been dead. Exactly. He could have been killed yeah, I mean, in the like, Vulcan. The you know, crazy like, chain of events could change oh, it so that you wouldn't I even think have... think you got to stay fairly close. I think That's, so. You can just jump for into the future. And right. you could throw a Picard bone here and there or whatever. You know, it, it, cameo type appearance or something. So have... Would you Would you dare... Would you dare do a... If you're going to do C, would you do Picard as a lower rank? Possibly. Mm. Member of the ship or member of whatever that ship he was, he was on. on ship. He, he was, mentioned a couple of times uh, he was on one ship or whatever as a first officer. Stargazer, stargazer or something. I don't know. Anyhow, it was a science <laughs> vessel, right? Because he was a science guy, right? Beforehand, before he went command. I yeah, think. I think that would be tough though finding somebody that could play him. Maybe I don't, I don't know, but I I do think you go either seventeen oh one B or C. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's true. He's bald. It worked well. He's when he shaves his head. Yeah. You get to, to you get, uh, Actually, he would be a really good freaking captain. Right? Michael Rosenbaum, Michael Rosenbaum. The guy that played Lex, Lex Luthor in Smallville. Smallville. Oh, mm. man. He'd be a really good captain. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I like yeah. that. It was a good random throw out, sir. But, I, yeah, I, I think you could go anywhere with it as... Well, pun. But... Uh, <laughs> As long as you stick, we go boldly. You could stick as long as you stick with that. I will say formula, but that magical exploration, diplomacy, all of the kind of beauty that comes in Star Trek. As long as you keep that core principle, and you know, the keep the production values up with what Star Trek was, because it was, you know, at the time, those asshole planets that don't want to do anything Federated. Yeah, exactly. Fuck those guys in uniform. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I think would be kind of interesting, and this is just from the guy that enjoys all the espionage and seeing the two sides and whatnot. It would be interesting if they if they started pulling it off and the first season was successful. When you do a second season, you do two shows, or you do every other episode or something like this, where you do one side is some up and coming captain in the Romulan side or the Klingon side. That'd be kind of cool. And Ooh. so you sort of Spin see, right? Yeah. Exactly. So you sort of do see a, different sides. Do a series from a different species point of view. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Or, or even have them if they're concurrent or something <clears throat> like that, where you hear about something that happened on the, you know, in the whatever the new neutral zone or whatever the equivalent would be to that because sure. I don't even know right. if that's going to exist in this next universe I don't know but that's just it like you they don't have it set in stone so we could make the, the, writer, the writers have creative plays well, that, yeah. the neutral zone was mentioned in Into Darkness wasn't it well, I don't know I think it was you haven't seen Into Darkness I, have, I just don't remember sorry you're getting a long stare Sorry. They went to the neutral zone. That's what they meant. That's that's the whole, like, plotline is they had to go into the neutral zone um, to get, uh, what's his face? I just didn't know that was the the neutral zone. I thought it was. We're going to go to the positive zone instead. Right. So if if they did that, that would be pretty interesting, especially if, like, the Klingons or the Romulans or somebody ran into, like, the Q beings. That would be freaking awesome. Cool. Get John Delancey in there as an old guy. <laughs> I'm from Fort Wayne. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So, crossing fingers. Hopefully, yeah. I think we'll get. I think we'll get a series on TV eventually. I, I think it's too big of a property not to. And this certainly has reignited some Star Trek fandom here and space. It's true. 
and space ex, you know we talked about cosmos it's, Honestly, all that stuff is more there. people will hope might out. help too with like star wars like if, yes. If that really Actually, believe it or not, Star Wars would probably help. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't even really have to be called Enterprise. I think it would work well. Yeah, yeah it's true. But, I mean, Voyager right. did well without doing that. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Any kind of craft, whatever they had, as long as it's like, you know, set in that universe-ish, and then go from there. No names, it's fine. It's you a great palette. Really okay an empty palette for people to write to. You could do, yeah, uh, well. what was Sulu was a captain of a ship, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. The Excelsior. 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 Fabulous series. Fabulous. Oh, my. Oh my. I, I actually would watch that. Would I would watch the crap ed, out of that. As popular as George Takei, or Takai, depending on how you say it, um, is on the internet, he would totally get so many people to watch that. Yeah. If he was, like, it's the captain true. or, like, an admiral in, in the show. He'd have to be an admiral. In, in the show, yeah, like, yeah. as a... Because he, he's like too old to be the yeah. at this point he's too old well, to, he like to play a, a like a let me be the science officer <laughs> right. it'd, it'd be like oh, yeah. let me just walk up and down the bridge <laughs> <laughs> remarkably healthy for his old age it's true all right well I guess we'll wrap it up there right. uh, be sure to like us on the Facebook. Facebook.com slash fairly awesome podcast. The Facebooks. Go on the go on the internets and type it into your address bar, that thing at the top. If you're still on AOL, I'm sure it's like keyword Facebook, maybe. Probably like you'll have to connect to the Go Yeah, I think first. that is Go <laughs> Jesus. Kids like a V eight modem over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Twenty-eight baud modem. He's uh, connecting to the internet by a horse. <laughs> 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 Very nice. Uh, yes. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter at Fapcast. Uh, like us, uh, I guess, subscribe here on YouTube yes. so you can see all the videos we put out and catch all the podcasts and stuff. And uh, like all the things, like all the things, and, and come back next time because we love you. Yes, yeah. Don't don't leave us and and happy St. Patrick's Day, Patrick's Day. Day. All right. Is this Sparta? No, so this Sparta. is Patrick. This is Patrick. This is Sparta. This is Sparta. Patrick. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. See you guys. Ciao.